0: And welcome to a living my youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest today is Lisa Velez, better known as Lisa Lisa. Lisa, along with Cult Champ had some amazing songs back in the 80s. Two of them hit the Billboard Hot 100 number one, Head to Toe and Lost in Emotion, off of their second album called Spanish Fly. Their first album, their self-titled one, produced All Cried Out, Can You Feel The Beat, and I Wonder If I Take You Home. Lisa's one of 10 kids, so She really had to work for her stuff in life, She snuck out a lot, she talks about getting caught by her mother, Uh, meeting the guys in Cult Jam and eventually getting produced by Full Force and just where she was the first time she heard one of her songs on the radio. Lisa, amazing woman, still performing to this day and I hope you enjoy my conversation with her. So Lisa, let's let's kind of start uh, from the, the beginning. Uh, one of the youngest of ten children, so I'd imagine you kind of had to uh, kind of wor- work for your uh, work for your stuff there, huh? Uh,
1: I think uh, when it comes to being the youngest of ten or any family, as many as it comes, and you're in Hell's Kitchen or any, um, I don't know, the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> You, you gotta struggle for what you what you, what you need uh, and to succeed. And my mom was very religious and very family orientated. Her children were, the, were her priority and the love of her life. And she made sure that we got out there and did what we had to do. Now, that being said, being very religious, I had to sneak out of the house to get to what I wanted.
2: <laughs>
1: right. I started sneaking out when I was about 12 and I'm going to the like bar restaurants right on Ninth Avenue in House Kitchen you know trying to get some gigs I would walk in and ask them can can I sing for you and you know they'd like me and I would sing standards and um it was it was kind of nuts because like they paid me 20 bucks and back then that was a lot of money right <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of money for me <laughs> you know so <clears throat> I didn't get caught until you know later on but um my mother always asked me, well, how did you get this money? And I would give it to her, you know, to help pay bills or buy food. And I was like, oh, I was just packing bags in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I pretty much struggled.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, with, uh, you know, being, you know, one of ten, obviously, it was probably easy for you to sneak out, you know, with all the madness of having all the kids around, right?
1: Yeah. A single mom, she had her ten kids that she had to raise, so... I made it my business to make it easy for me to, you know, I used to take clothes from my sisters and, 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 you know, put them in a backpack and make up too and I would, you know, quietly because I guess from all the stuff we had to do, you know, to help my mom maintain the household, we were all tired, they were all tired, me, I just wanted to sing, so I did what I had to Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So when did you, like, first realize that, you know, a singing career was something you wanted to do? How, How young were you?
1: Oh my God! I think I was six years old when I got my first solo in um, the church choir. My mom was uh she used to teach us, you know, all the songs. Um, I did the Ave Maria, and uh, I saw tears in her eyes, and I said, "Yeah, I think I kind of like this, and this is what I want to do," <laughs> mm-hmm. and it went from there.
0: When um when did you like first tell her that? You know that I, I want to do this and what was it after you got caught?
1: Yeah, actually what happened was um, I, I started to do a lot of talent shows and stuff around the neighborhood, but my oldest sister Maria, she's uh, a trained opera singer. She used to sing at the Carnegie Hall all the time with her troupe. Uh, she was also with this group called Intar and it was like a um, uh, musical kind of thing and um i started doing it with her you know you know doing little plays and and musicals and i really loved that she knew i loved to sing but i think it was after i snuck out the house and didn't go to school and went straight to the audition the full force that i came back and i said mom this is what i want to do and she was like yeah 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 whatever <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you want to do okay i'm with it not a problem I think it really got to her when she came to my first performance.
0: How, how old were you when you had your first performance?
1: Oh my god, my very first performance with Full Force and, and Coach Jam was, I was almost turning, my, my, as a professional actually I have to say, I was 14 and um, we did uh, Dance Superior.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: In New York, yeah. We did a full out show with the band. That it was great. I told her, you gotta come and see me do this, mommy. Please, and she was shocked. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Where did you first meet Mike and Alex from Cold Champ?
1: Again, I, I did another little, one of my things of sneaking out. <laughs> I was told by a friend of mine that um, a friend of his who was a roadie for this production company group uh, was—they were looking for female vocalists. So I I snuck out, and I went to meet with um, this guy at uh, the Fun House. Right. And that was Mike Hughes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he asked me, when I got there, he asked me, "Uh, I heard you can sing. And I said, yeah, I can sing. (laughs) He goes, well, he gave me the address and everything, and he said, you know, come to this audition. And that's when I snuck out. I didn't go to school. I went straight. I got on the train and went straight to Brooklyn. the basement of a house on Church Avenue and waited for hours. (laughs) (laughs) There was a bunch of girls um, auditioning, I remember. But I waited and waited, and I finally got in, and I met full force. I was scared shitless. (laughs) Let me tell you. I said, oh my God, I'm going to die here, because they were huge. These guys were big, bodybuilding kind kind of guys. I was like, oh, wow. And I sang for them. And they gave me a cassette and said, practice this and said, We want you in the studio. We want to record these films with you and I said, Okay. Yeah. When I got home the cops were there.
2: Uh oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, it was like like midnight or past midnight. And um yeah the cops were there but she didn't know where the hell I was. That was a Thursday. Okay. The following Tuesday I was in the recording studio. Oh wow. The huh. first In on Broadway, yeah, and I was recording I fully recorded in one night. I wonder if I take you home if you came to Wow.
0: Wow. Yep. And you know, even before you recorded, that Full Force was known, they helped with Roxanne Roxanne, that, that great song, Oh, right? yeah. oh yeah, UTFO. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. So, I mean, what did I know? I just knew that I wanted to sing. I didn't know about these producers. And when I met them and they told me who they, they worked with and who, who are the artists that they've been around, I, I was shocked. Very sharp, but you know what? Look, I got the gig. Yeah, exactly. That's
0: all, that <laughs> all that, all that, yeah. We're all lucky you did. Um, how much? How, 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 yeah. How much older was Cult champ compared to you? Oh,
1: um, I think they were like both five years older
0: than me. Okay. So it was kind of like a big brother, little sister relationship. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and just That's what you needed—more big brothers, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know there's ten of us, but there was only two brothers. So. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, right. So you you had those two songs, and they took off. Uh, but it, it took a while for it to take off in the states, right?
1: Yeah, the song was actually put on a, a compilation album and was released overseas. You know, by Personal Records, it was an album called Breakdancing. You know, was a lot of you know club music on it. Uh, that didn't circulate over here. It took about a year, maybe more, to come out here to the States. The DJs started playing it here in New York a, a year plus later, and that's when it started to take off. Everybody thought we were a British group.
0: Okay. So like, when it took off, you were, what, 17, 18 years old when that song took off?
1: Yeah, about 17.
0: Okay. So I mean like you know I wanted to take you it home. It's, it's kind of like a, a, it's a little bit of a risky a risky song. Was your mother okay <laughs> with it?
1: she was going to have to be because right. I was going to do whatever she liked it or not for so I love her dealing. no she my mom again was raised in the church so it, it took a while for her to allow me to wear pants right. you know but um <laughs> if you get my drift yeah <laughs> um she knew something that I really wanted to do and I was just singing songs you know conversations that we have with her for that's basically how everything came about but take you home was definitely way beyond my age and, how do I say, it? I, I felt once I sang it, it was going to be so relatable, because it's, you know, basically everything that any young girl my age was going to at the time.
0: Right. Yeah. And then, you know, guys my age were on the other end, <laughs> so, I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's you know it's it's it's, it's pretty fitting it's a kind of a universal but that that whole you yeah. know debut album was fantastic all, all all those great songs and my favorite one is can you feel the beat it's still my favorite song by you guys
3: Can you feel the beat within my heart can you see my love shine through the dark Can you feel the beat within my heart can't you see my love shine through the dark can't you see that you must be a part of that beat in my heart
0: Thank you. Yeah, but I'm sure, like, your anthem for all girls is probably All Cried Out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get that still to this day, and I have to tell you that that is my favorite song to do on stage forever. Um, I get that all the time from these women that, that that say, oh, my God, you took me through so many breakups. I'm like, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well I mean, you know, it's 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 you can look at it this way, it, it helped them through a breakup. It wasn't like that song caused a breakup, so <laughs> I hope
2: not. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Things your way,
1: I had to go astray.
2: Oh, why was I such a fool? Now
0: I see that the grass is greener. Is it too late
3: for me to find my way home? How could Could I be so wrong?
0: general, basically, you know, blow up, you know, the freestyle. Uh, and then Spanish Fly came out, which really took you to another level with, you know, Lost in Emotion and Head to Toe. That was more of like a mainstream album. Was that kind of the focus of Full Forest and you guys, the record companies? Like, how did that happen? No, basically
1: everything that we've ever uh, produced and, and recorded uh, was what we wanted to do. Okay. We never went in anybody else's footsteps. Um, how we started was pop hip-hop right. it wasn't categorized as freestyle that came away later yeah, it did. you know that people started saying oh she's the only uh female you know latina uh doing club music they gave it that sound latin hip-hop rather than freestyle stuff i mean it's the, it's the music that people were dancing to in the clubs you know the, the, the freestylers you know with the linoleum and the shell top Adidas on the street hmm. that's what they danced to right. um <clears throat> We basically just went ahead and did what we wanted to do. We would be on the road and songs would come and we would go right into the hotel and you know, Fufus always had a portable recording studio with them and we would just start recording things. That's how everything came up.
0: Was there
1: ever a chance for you to write your own songs?
0: Excuse me? Was there ever a chance for you to write your own songs?
1: Oh, of course, yeah. I co-wrote and co-produced some of the stuff
0: that was on the the second album and the third album. Okay, well, was that something that you enjoyed doing, writing songs? Still to
1: this day.
0: Okay, no, that's no, that's that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I I imagine like the obviously the first song you heard on the radio was I "Wonder If I Take You Home." Do you remember where you were when you heard it?
1: Uh, yeah, it was funny. I was working at Benetton. Oh yeah. Again, <laughs> I did anything and everything possible to make sure that those were paid of us, and my mom was raising us alone um i was working at benetton at the time and i remember being at the register and i got a phone call from my girlfriend
2: hmm.
1: i was like what's up she said put the radio on and i did <laughs> and i started jumping for joy because that was my song on the radio I right. wow so <laughs> yeah and i remember the,
0: yeah that's that's definitely yeah that's definitely like a movie a movie moment you know you hear your song on the radio still working at the store and you freak out yeah
1: i did because you know it, it, it had been so long that we did it and it, it, I, i'm thinking man when when is it going to stop playing out here in new york and then finally yeah finally <laughs> it was great it was a great experience
0: yeah now like why do you think it took so long you know if you, for them to play in New York you know you guys being from New York and you know being basically I know before it was called Freestyle but like the Freestyle Home
1: well I think that with any song DJs back in the day that was the first thing that had to um, had to get done right. DJs had to, to pick up the songs and, and, and run them and if they were getting run in the clubs radio stations were going to pick them up pick it up and play it on the radio and that's how that happened because it was being circulated out, you know, overseas. Uh, the DJs out here were going there to to spin at their clubs. They picked up songs that they heard there and brought them out here. Okay.
0: How um, how much performing in the clubs did you guys do after that? You know, that song <laughs> took off.
1: Once it took off, my God, I don't remember a weekend that I didn't do at least ten clubs a night. Right. Wow. <laughs> it was crazy back in the day. We used to. That was our promotion. Right. We used to have to go to every club and do do the song, and I could have I literally could have driven to maybe eight to ten clubs in one night just to get the song.
0: Up. Right. <laughs> yeah. <Crazy. laughs> yeah, yeah. But before social media, you were you you were you're on exactly. social media. You had a, yeah. Yeah. We yeah our
1: social media was us physically going
0: and doing the songs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm trying to like your you guys first video was it uh, all cried out. Excuse me? The, the first video you guys did, was it All Cried Out?
1: No, the very first video we recorded was Take You Home.
0: It was? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it
1: was Take You Home, and Then Can You feel, feel the Beat, and Then All
0: Cried Out. Okay. All right. Because I think I remember seeing All Cried Out first, so maybe I just figured it, it was the first one. I, I, I didn't even have MTV oh. back then, so I think I had to rely on Friday Night oh. Videos. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: the first song that MTV ever played was Take You
0: Home. Right. Yeah. From from yeah. us, yeah. Right, like, like playing the clubs, how important was MTV for your guys' career?
1: Um, I think it helped a lot with putting a face to the song. Okay. You know, that's where it helped, but uh, I personally believe the radio was the one that helped
0: us. Now, like, obviously with, with the business now, it's changed so, well, everything so much. Is, yeah, yeah,
1: everything is visual now. Right. You know, that, the first song that MTV ever played. Video-wise,
0: from video killed the radio storm, and that was so true. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It, exactly. So true. Yeah, because yeah. I mean I think like a lot of the freestyle artists didn't really shoot videos, if if I remember, I think they were just strictly radio plays, right? Everything was
1: radio back then.
0: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, they didn't. Yeah. But so we did. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then like yeah. yeah. And then like when you like mentioned before, with Spanish Fly became such like you know uh worldwide hit you know across the board uh, I'd imagine yes. the clubs became like maybe small theaters and arenas right yes yeah.
1: yes absolutely and that was crazy but it was
0: fun
1: right the major tours that we were doing um six to nine months out of the year these tours went for us and then we started opening up for other people that's how that's how we did it you know New Edition Earth, Wind & Fire I was doing the 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 Commodores. I did. Oh my God! I did so many different opening acts with um with these tours. We finally got our Spanish Light tour a year after that, and it was nuts.
0: Right. Yeah. Any any yeah. good stories from the road?
1: You got you got a couple of days for me to tell you. This? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can tell
1: you stories now. Whew, I mean, there were times when we got banned from hotels, rooms, the, the pranks we used to play.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> I remember we drenched the one whole floor because we were all on one floor, and right. we started playing water fight. And we would fill up the buckets, you know, the trash cans with the water, Right. and we would knock on people's doors and just drench them. <laughs> I mean, we were born, we were kids. Yeah, of I mean, course. It yeah. I
0: mean, please, there was
1: things that we did. I don't even talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. God it was before
0: social media. Exactly, and you know, camera phones and everything.
1: My, yes, I did all my stupidity before
0: that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if that's the quote-unquote the worst, then that's, that's, not, that's pretty tame, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think I saw you guys open up for Earth, Wind, and Fire back in the day. I think. Did you- yeah. Oh
1: wow. Yeah. We we did that tour. So- we did that tour was four months. Wow. And then we did. Oh my God, I could tell you so many. We did the Spinners. Right. We did Tina, Tina, Marie. Um, New Edition. I did the New Edition tour. What else? I mean, I did so many tours. It was great.
0: Yeah. Who Who was your favorite act to work with when you toured?
1: My favorite act
0: to work with? Yeah. Besides
1: Tina Marie?
0: Yeah. New no Okay. <laughs> that was fun, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, they're, they're great. Now, I always had yeah. it was Lost in Emotion, a great song. You know, it's Far Cry from uh, your, your other stuff, but uh, who, who's, whose idea was it to pronounce it? K-Sara,
3: the beat now. Yes, Sarah.
1: Caseira, <laughs> Yeah. Then yeah. <laughs> what was
0: for? yeah oh, okay. I could have
1: given it. Yeah, I could have given it the, the Spanish accent, but they wanted everybody to understand it.
0: So. Right. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. it yeah. It's pretty funny. It it, it it just jumps out. So I was just always curious because you always hear you know caseira, but It was just oh. yeah, like um, what is her name? That
1: that's caseira, caseira.
0: Was that Doris Day? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Doris Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the 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 third album um, didn't really do well compared to the second one do you have any ideas why?
1: (laughs) I don't know why I personally believe that whatever I did and I put out that didn't mean much to me I just loved what I did and I put it out there I personally think well how can I put this maybe they weren't ready Okay. For a change in style But you know Again Everything that we put out Was from a feeling we, You know Whatever we loved Is what we released And um We were more top that, At that time I think Yeah And um People weren't ready for
0: that Right And it's a shame Because when you have fans you, you don't want The artists Just to put out the same album You don't want to You know Have a Spanish flight To Spanish flight You want to have different stuff You want to have The artist well, yeah, grow I, Each I, stuff I said, right?
1: Yeah Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. I believe that we should be able to tap into any style and and, and funk that we we want, right? And um and and be accepted for. It. But again, when somebody falls in love with your style, that's what they want to stick to, and I can't blame them for that.
0: Yeah, I I, I guess yeah, that's that's true. Now yeah. when yeah when you know Spanish Fly was out, did. Many fans who discovered that album, you know, for the first time, discovered you guys for the first time, kind of go back and realize, wow, the debut album is, is fantastic. Do you think you get gain more okay. fans that way? Yeah,
1: I guess. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I
1: don't know. Yeah. yeah,
0: but then um, you know the, the, the fourth album, um, I I really enjoyed the fourth and the third album, you know, immensely. But you know didn't also really do well i guess just the changing times of the music industry I i'll guess, let huh? you know
1: i could tell you exactly exactly why that album could have did so well right you know straight out of hell's kitchen but again you know sometimes these the, the artists get caught up in in label mess okay and the label was was starting to uh change personnel and um and they were getting involved with some other labels and management, and, and it was just nuts. They, they found Mariah Carey at the time, right. so they decided to shelve me. Hmm. They didn't focus on me because they were like, oh, wow, she's a star. She's a, You know, because that's what they do. They pick somebody, and if that person you know blows up, they're going to focus on that one artist. And unfortunately, the rest of the artists that are on that label you know, get pushed to the side.
0: You know, and that's, I think that's when I decided that I needed to sever ties. Right. And I mean, it's, it's, it's true. Why Why is like, why, are, I mean, now it's different, but why were record labels so like near nearsighted like that, that they can only focus on one artist and not more than one? It only helped their business.
1: They had the opportunity and they had the, the people, the workforce, and they had the money to do it, but they choose. They choose you can't blame them for that they're gonna they're gonna go where the money's at that's what labels are about
0: right True. you know
1: whatever's gonna make them their money that's where they're focusing it okay right. and they'll make you the promise of the game no no don't worry we're gonna take care of it this is gonna happen we're doing this we're doing that and they're not doing shit.
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is okay whatever i yeah. mean i i knew it was a great album right okay so um we took our opportunity and we put let the beat hit them out and that it went number one Thought for that on the RB chart.
3: In order to play with this record, you must tune your bass to ours. Look out.
2: Let's have some fun.
3: Rock the house, y'all. Sure.
1: So, you know, on the dance press as well. And, um, you know, we did what we could with that. And that's when I said to, to the label that I, I got to go. Yeah.
0: Right. Now, was it the label's idea or you guys to bring in uh, Cole and Civilis to help out Produce That was
1: our idea. That okay. was our idea. I, because we've had Full Force forever. Right. And then I, I sat down and I had a conversation with Full Force and I said, I'd love to bring in other producers. And they were like, okay. Yeah. So we opted. I wanted CNC. Okay. Um, we brought them in, and Full Force and CNC, they shook hands and they said, we'll do half and half. Full so Force did one side of the album, CNC did the other.
0: Do you think that helped or hurt the album? It helped. Yeah.
1: It helped 100 because both sides were um, completely different but the same. Because it was all i think a growth vocally and musically but two different styles because we went back to basics with the chord music with right. C, yeah. but then with full force i hit the B really hard with
0: them yeah no it's, it's it's definitely it's underappreciated album and everyone who's listening please check AFC, it out again i appreciate that yeah it's, thank it's, you. It's, yeah it's, it's fantastic now i know you mentioned you know, all cried out being one of your favorite songs perform um I'd imagine like,
2: you know, head to toe
0: also is probably on them up there too.
3: We'll I'm not
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a fun song. It's definitely a fun song to do. People love it. Yeah. People love it. So I absolutely... I like the, the tempo to it because it's very Motown. Right. That and Lost in Emotion is nothing but Motown to me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? So we take it there, you know, alive on the stage. Oh, we love doing it. Yeah. Now... W- so basically, I could tell you, if you're going to ask me that question again, I would tell that anything that I do on the stage, is what you like. I love to perform because... Right. That's why I still do this because yeah. I love to perform. I love
0: what I do. Right, and I guess at this you know time in your life, you only can perform what you want to perform. You're you're controlling what you want to do, so it's not like you're gonna go out there and sing something you don't want to sing, or do something Thank you don't want to do. So it's good. Now, like you know, now they always have like these free freestyle explosion concerts and stuff. I've been to a few. Um, now, do you like? enjoy just doing you know a couple of those you know you a couple maybe four or five songs or do you want to just go out and do a full-blown set like how do, what do you prefer now
1: i prefer now doing a full-out set right yeah definitely live shows for me are, are everything i love to you know go out there with my band and put you know do an hour and 20 an hour and a half show i love that that i prefer but, right you know there's other gigs that I got to do and a lot of them have been these freestyle explosion shows and they usually have anywhere from 10 to 13 acts on the show right yeah so you could get I make sure that I get my 25 minutes you're gonna give me my 25 minutes no matter what yeah I'd fight I'd fight for it because I want to give them a medley of everything that I've done
0: right has it been difficult to kind of negotiate time in those tours
1: no not at all okay I mean, not at all. yeah
0: I'd figure for you it shouldn't be because you know one of the you know the biggest you know stars of, of that era you should basically oh, tell them I I, I want to play this amount of time, you know. Just give it to me, and I would imagine they would say sure, you know.
1: <laughs> well, I think that, that all the artists that are on the show um have to fight for their time, right? Okay, and I think they go accordingly, you know, to, to the hits that they have. And um I always I I fight because I really love to perform, and they know it. All these promoters that I work with. They know, I'm like, listen, if you're coming to me with this kind of a show, this is what I really need, and I really would appreciate it if you allow me to do
0: this, and they do. Yeah, that's good. Are there any acts, you know, from back in the day that, you, like you perform now on these tours that you kind of, you know, gotten close with that maybe years ago that you weren't particularly close with?
1: Um, I'm close to everybody that I've ever worked with, that I've ever been on tour with. You know, even artists, you know, uh, that we're doing these freestyle exposures with I know them all you know growing up in the industry with them and they're all sweet they're all very nice people right. we're very you know we, we see each other you know on the road and it's cool some of us we still hang out in this you know in Manhattan and in New York still to this day as friends some of them I went to school
0: with right yeah. and I know recently you you were doing uh, shows with Taylor Dane right.
1: oh yeah Taylor I've known her forever yeah and now we're doing she's you know she put together she produced this, this this gig that we're doing now and it's ladies of the 80s and it's myself and jody watley and her and that's always going well oh, i great. control this corona crap i know yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i, mean, I, I mean, want everybody to be safe and i want everybody to stay healthy and and seriously practice social distancing because that's the only way that we're all going to get better
0: yeah, you're absolutely right. But now, I mean, everyone's home, quarantined. It's a great time to check out, you know, all of Lisa Lisa's music. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it attracts new fans this way, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do you have any new music coming out?
1: Yep. Um, so I recently uh, signed with Uncle Snoop's army. Right. And um, that's Smooth Doug. He is... He has this company, Uncle Smooth's Army, that's their um, management and production. And um, Bobby D is also my manager from Bobby D Presents, and we're we've got a new album coming out soon, hopefully by the end of the year, if not early next. We're putting music together, and we've done so many so many other things. Like I, I've been putting together, or filming, uh, in some independent films. Which we're not supposed to be talking about, but I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know that we're we're gonna release, and um, also wardrobe. I'm doing a boot line that should be out hopefully by next spring.
0: Oh, that's that's awesome! But uh, nothing but you know continued success with everything, Lisa. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And a special thanks to Lisa for joining me today. Go follow her on Twitter at lisa lisa ll 77 And after I recorded this episode, I found out that Lisa turned down the role of, ironically, Lisa McDowell in Coming to America. Eddie Murphy offered her the role and she turned it down. Wow, amazing to think what would have happened to Lisa's career. As amazing as it was, it could have hit another level. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the first 019. Be sure to like the page at Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes, not a problem. Show's on SoundCloud, it's also on Podbean. And go to livingmyyouth.preblis.com for all your merchandise. A new episode comes in every Wednesday. Sometimes Thursday. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you next week.